Hi, and welcome back to the Lift 3 podcast. Um, sorry we missed you last week, but opening back up was taking a bit more of our time than we kind of anticipated. So we're going to endeavour to try and keep this a weekly thing so that we can um, keep talking and hopefully bring some value to you. So we've, the gym's been back open two weeks and our goals board at the end of the gym has been filling up. So there's been some lots of short-term goals, lots of long-term goals, some really big scary goals on there. Um, so today we just wanted to dive into goal setting and some, some strategies around goal setting that will be useful, um, a bit around what the, the guys use for goal setting um, with their clients, but also um, making sure they're manageable and that they don't necessarily um, turn into a negative, which they, which they can do. So let, let's kick it off. Let's, Carly, do you want to have a chat about what you've been doing with your clients in the last kind of couple of weeks as they come back in and how you're setting some re- reasonable goals? Yeah, so um, we have kind of already talked about um, just kind of return to the gym post-COVID. Well, not post-COVID, I hate saying that, Um, post-isolation. COVID is still happening, unfortunately. Um, Yeah, and so we've had a lot of um, new people. So if you are a new person and you are listening for the first time, welcome, welcome. Um, And, yeah, with all of those people that we are, you know, figuring out these next steps uh, post-isolation, coming back into the gym, um, you know, we're, we're setting goals. Uh, it's a really great way of just um, having a clear focus when you come into the gym. Uh, And obviously in uh, my programming, I, you know, have to chat to uh, the client as to what they want so that we can program appropriately uh, and, you know, set their nutrition and training, yeah, to to fit that. Um, So, yeah, was that kind of what your... So what strategies are you using with your clients to work out what their, their goals are? Okay, so um, some people are coming in and, um, you know, coming into the gym, especially if you are new to the gym and new to training, it's a big thing. It's a big step uh, and sometimes it can be a bit of a minefield. So I um, have a few different approaches that I like to use. Um, A lot of people will have heard of the SMART goal-setting system. Uh, So using the acronym SMART, um, S-M-A-R-T, so specific measurable, achievable or attainable, uh, realistic or relevant, and time. Uh, So we kind of uh, use that as a um, just as a bit of a map to help us kind of figure out, um, you know, what we're looking at, what the goal is, what the timeline is, all that kind of thing. So you want to have a specific goal. Um, Obviously, we're going to take measurements along the way and and kind of, you know, those steps um, to help us get there. Um, Is that goal uh, achievable? Um, particularly in the time frame as well, which is one of the other steps. Uh, is it a realistic goal as well? Um, so, you know, we're all for shooting uh, for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. <laughs> Man, Instagram has a lot to answer for. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, you do uh, want it to be realistic in a sense that um, – as David was saying, we can have those really long-term goals and um, and there is nothing wrong with having those. Um, they are a great thing to keep working towards, uh, but sometimes they do feel like they can be uh, quite a ways away. 
so having some short-term uh, goals along the way, some little stepping, to- stepping stones uh, on that journey um, are a great way of just, you know, um, keeping you excited, keeping you focused uh, and keeping you feeling like that, um, that goal, you know, it is, as I said, it's a stepping stone. It's getting you that little bit closer. Uh, and then obviously, yeah, that last last bit of the SMART goal is the T for the time. So uh, often, you know, um, I'll have people come in and, and they'll have those big goals and I'm quite happy with people to sit down and go, well, what are we going to be doing in this next 12 months? You know, uh, you know, what are we doing in this next six months? Uh, but, you know, that first little goal is generally um, I program 12 weeks. Um, so we'll have some little stepping stones along the way for the 12 weeks on the way to that big goal. Cool. I think that's a, a good starting place, I think, for us to talk about it. One thing I'm just going to throw on top of there, for, especially when it comes to time, there's got to be a, 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 high, a higher level of self-awareness when you're setting goals. Um, so, for instance, some of you who've been in the gym might have seen my goals up on the board. Neither of them have a time frame to them. I'm not saying I want to spend 20 years doing it because if I do, that's going to, it's not the hardest goal in the world. Um, But the, I'm aware enough to know that with the stress of keeping, getting gym to where we want it to with my day job, everything like that, that is just going to take time and that's okay. Um, It's falling in love with the process. So, um, a bit of self-awareness, I think, around that goal and what it means for you um, is, is pretty useful. Did you have something to add to that? Um, yeah, just in terms of um, a lot of people um, will come in and I think in the current culture where other gyms and supplement stores and stuff like that do their six-week challenges, um, you know, I think we've made it quite clear that we're not big fans of challenges. Um, and my, my main thing is that, um, you know, for, for people, particularly if you have a weight loss goal, it hasn't taken you six to eight weeks to put on, uh, for the most part, to put on the weight that you're wanting to lose. It's taken time and it's going to take time to lose it. So being realistic, particularly in a weight loss goal, um, I think is, um, yeah, helpful coming into it that way um, because, yeah, and that's not to say that those stepping stones along the way that you're not going to feel great um, and just looking after your health and, and moving and things like that, you know, you're going to start feeling pretty darn good uh, as you are on the way to that goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, it does take time, particularly because, as we always talk about, it is the diet after the diet. We look after you through the whole process. We don't just – crush you into the ground and then leave you it's an education thing so there is a lot of that to come into play as well in terms of that time and just yeah being realistic with it yeah cool i think i managed to put on two kilos of a night after deadlifts and pizza but um, it was it was i don't know it was pretty good effort um Tonight we've only got um, Brad with us. Jesse's had his birthday um, yesterday, so we're letting him sleep that one off. Um, Happy birthday, Jesse! Brad, what what are you doing with some of your clients? Because you got a you got a variety of clients, right? So, yeah. what yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, goal settings. Uh, it's an interesting one for me, um, and I've kind of uh, down the years, even from personal experience of. of I mean, for me, goal setting as a as a concept has been a bit hit and miss, and that's something that I've observed in my mm-hmm. own 
kind of experience with setting goals personally, um, but also in, you know, working with students, working with athletes um, for a number of years, I've found that um, they're very hit and miss. And I mean, the, the real basic one that we go back to is the New Year's resolution, right? Comes around to the end of the year, um, New Year's about to start, pretty much everyone, everyone out there has some sort of New Year's resolution, which is a goal. Um, and the meme and the joke that goes around is obviously the end of January, February comes around. Everyone's forgotten about their goals or their resolutions and we kind of go back or fall back into the um, lifestyle and habits that we had previous. So um, come across some really interesting work probably in the last six months uh, from someone by the name of James Clear. Um, so he's written a book uh, called Atomic Habits. Um, and that's kind of set me down the rabbit hole of, I guess, the... Uh, the paradigms out there around goal setting. Um, and for me, I like to now set the goal. So I, I like to spend a lot of time initially with a client or an athlete or whoever it might be in really defining that goal. I think it's the most important part of the puzzle because I think people come into the gym environment with a, with a goal and, and the real basic and simple one is, okay, I, I come in, I want to lose weight. All right, that's a great goal. It's a great goal to have and it might be the goal, but... I think initially the, the most important part is to, to try and peel back some of the layers of that goal um, to find out well, what is the reason that you want to lose 10 kilos or 20 kilos? You know, what is the, what is the particular pain uh, that, that, that that has you in, the fact that you're overweight? Um, and how are you going to feel when you get to the place where you've achieved your goal? So it's really uh, taking the time to define that goal and make it really clear then what I like to do from there, to be honest, is, is we set the goal and then I like people to forget it um, because at the end of the day, in setting a goal, if, if all we're focused on is that end product, um, a lot of the time it can feel like it's a long way away. People can get disheartened. Um, all sorts of things can happen. And all of a sudden, the goal is no longer the goal. So I like to set a really clear and defined goal. And then from there, for me, it's about creating an, an environment and building the systems so the day-to-day -day things that we're going to do in order to eventually achieve that goal. Um, so that's, that's probably, for me, the, the biggest part. Um, and we can dig a little bit deeper into that as we, as we get into the podcast. But on a really basic level, that's what I like to do. Yeah, I think, um, I think you're right. The, 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 the big part in there, um, in my experience as well, is a goal is... is, is a goal without what is it a goal without a strategy is just a dream or some some yeah. crap like that more yeah. instagram crap um <laughs> and a cool a cool analogy um that i uh, i remembered it a while ago and I, I had a little look before um and i found that so if, if you think of uh essentially a small so an, an analogy of a small boat so essentially your goal your goal is the rudder on the boat all right so the goal is kind of the idea uh, and the concept behind that is the rudder sets the direction Right, so wherever we set that rudder is kind of the direction that we're going to go. Uh, the oars, okay, so the actual paddles on the boat, that's our process or systems for actually getting to the goal. Now, if our oar, or sorry, if our rudder's constantly flip-flopping and going back and forward, then we can do all the paddling in the world, but we're not going to get to our destination. Um, same on the flip side, we can set a really nice goal and set that rudder uh, to perfection, but if we don't actually row and build those systems and the environment around it, again, we're not going to not going to get to our destination. 
So you mean if I have a triple body weight deadlift as a goal and I don't train, I'm not going to get there, Brad? Mm, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so what do you think are some good ways of, like we've discussed like with the Lift 3 performance system around setting a schedule for success. So setting, um, setting it up for success. What can we do around um, goal setting that's going to help in that part? So I'm, I'm just thinking back to a conversation we had a couple of weeks ago with someone who the goal was to get shredded, right? Mm. And I guess the, my thought process with that was it's not necessarily setting up for success because it's very um, subjective, right? Yeah. Like, you might look at them and go, well, they're shredded, and they're going, I'm not shredded enough. So I think we had the conversation around, why not make it actually do a proper photo shoot? So regardless of what shape you're in, the fact that you actually get to that photo shoot, you're, you're, you're achieving something. Yeah. What, what's your thoughts around that, Brad? Like, what kind of what strategies can we do to set them up for success? Yeah. Yeah, so again, I think you've, you've nailed that perfectly and that was the point that I was um, alluding to before in, in really spending that time initially in really clearly defining what that goal looks like. Um, yep. And as you said, getting shredded, well, that's, that's super subjective. Um, but in reframing that to, okay, yep. on the 5th of July or whatever the date might be, that might be three months from now, I'm going to do a photo shoot. Right, so again, that sets kind of the sets the direction. Um, it allows me to then build some systems in terms of aiming for that particular date, um, and also gives some accountability measures for the client to know. All right, on this date, regardless of of where I'm at and what I've done for the last twelve weeks, I'm going to be doing a photo shoot. Um, you know, the same the same thing along the lines, and we've discussed this before. Um, from the concept of you know, and we've spoken about the the powerlifting competitions at the gym. Um, same kind of idea. So it's not necessarily about, all right, you want to become a powerlifter. Um, it simply gives people, and, and whether they're powerlifters or not, to, uh, an opportunity to come into the gym, set some performance goals, um, again, that have a timeline, um, that have a little bit of a competition element, again, so the coach can clearly set that direction um, and set people on the path to, to success. Mm, okay. Carly, any, any thoughts around strategies for keeping the goals um, to a successful level? Um, oh, I just think, um, like, oh, to a successful level. I think, like, with that kind of thing, it's just really about accountability as well. Um, so having a coach or having something like the goals board or, you know, um, a, a partner who, um, you know, somebody in your family um, just – telling them what you're working towards it's not just accountability it's support um so i mean the goals board is not going to support you um but the people in the gym will support you uh so yeah essentially just um what is it like a dream written down is a goal blah 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 so much instagram's happening right now so many quotes (laughs) um but yeah like actually putting it down on paper telling someone just i think um yeah, it helps kind of zero in on it and make it, yeah, a little bit more real. Brad, um, one thing I think we need to probably talk about in here is 
so we talked about, you know, there's got to be a strategy, but I think the biggest part, and I, I like what you said about almost forgetting the goal, is, is falling in love with the process. Yeah, I was just about to mention it. Love it. Well, I thought, I thought I'd lead into it for you. <laughs> yeah. Perfect, but, perfect. But yeah. that's the big part of it, right? You've got, to, you've got to fall in love with the process. So one of the goals on the board is to do, follow the program effectively for four weeks. Um, is one of one of the members' goals, and to me, I think that's perfect because yeah. it's. Just, I, I I want to get closer to the process and get through it. Yeah, and I know she's got bigger goals than that, and and that's that's not the end goal, but that's the starting step. Yeah, and so again, again that, and that, and that's the the thought process again of, of building those habits and systems, uh, which are going to support that goal long term. Um, referring back to the Atomic Habits book, it actually makes the example in the book of uh, a client that the author uh, was working with and had some weight loss goals. Um, and initially, all that, all that client did in terms of the gym as a starting point, because it was such an issue to get this guy to simply show up to the gym um, and do a workout. It was, it was just beyond him. It was too much as a starting point. So um, the recommendation for him was all he had to do after work was literally drive to the gym. So for the first three weeks, he didn't even step foot in the gym. It was literally drive to the gym, pull up the car, park it. Once he did that, he could go home. So all he was essentially doing was building the habit. All right, work's done. I'm going to build the habit of actually getting to the gym. Once he established that, then obviously the next step was going into the gym. Um, and that's obviously a really extreme example. Um, but again, that idea of building, building habits and processes as we go um, to set yourself up for success. And um, I bringing back to the point you made before about falling in love with the process. Um, you're absolutely spot on. Um, and I think where a lot of people come unstuck and, and I've been in that trap before is we, we kind of go through life thinking that, all right, I'm going to set this goal and it might be, um, again, all right, I'm going to be happy when. or So it's this whole idea of delaying our happiness until we reach certain points or milestones. So it might be, well, I'm going to be happy when I lose 10 kilos or I'm going to be happy when I reach this goal. Um, if, if you take life as a kind of, you know, multi-decade thing, how, how, how much time do you think you spend in life actually achieving your goal? So, for instance, stepping on, stepping on stage or, you know, uh, making a national team in your particular sport, like those are really fleeting moments in your life. Um, so if the only time we actually uh, enjoyed life was when we were ticking off goals um it's not a lot of time to actually enjoy ourselves um yeah. so that yeah ex you're exactly right it's falling in love with the process um in, and you know someone comes into the gym that's never trained before like my my goal as a coach is that when they finish working with me that, that they become a, they're not someone that's overweight coming to train by the end of their time with me i hope that they're a you know their identity is they're, they're a gym goer it's something they enjoy. It's something that they do. It becomes part of their identity, part of their life, um, and and those and life is then enjoyed. I think so. It's a, it's a huge point. Hmm. Carly, what about what about you? Is there maybe going a level deeper on falling in love with the process? What are some strategies that people can use to maybe help achieve that? Um. Sounds like, makes me sound like I'm going to be a bit of a Debbie Downer, but also being realistic. Um, you know, it's, there are days where it's going to be hard. 
there are days where you do have to dig deep. There's days where you've got to really find that grit and work through it, um, whether it is, you know, a weight loss goal and you're you're tired and, you know, the scales haven't moved in a while or whatever it is or, you know, you, you're a power lifter and, you're, you know, you're prepping for a meet and you're feeling broken and you're not sure if you're going to, you know, get the numbers that you want because you've been working towards them. There is going to be days where um, it is hard. Um, and that's not to say, you know, I've had days where I do go into the gym and I feel crap and I do a session and after doing that session, I feel amazing. There is also days where I go into the gym feeling crap and I leave the gym still not feeling great. Um, but it's that process. And I know that I've done the work. I've put the effort in. I've looked after myself and filled my cup and they're not regular days they're not they are few and far between more often than not I leave you know if I'm going in not feeling great I leave more often than not feeling better um but yeah just being realistic um and and taking the time to yeah having that goal it just as a you know Brad said it just it's that rudder um and it will help steer you and you've got to put in the work was that too Debbie Danish? <laughs> no, I think that it has it has its place. Um, I think the one thing I'm going to add to to that little point is falling in love with the process and and the discipline of actually continuously doing the process is is, is very important. Um, and something that I'm particularly good at is just the discipline of getting it done. Mm. But one thing I've lacked recently kind of been reminded in the last few days is you've got to have the intent there too um so it's all very well ticking the boxes but if you don't go in with the full intent you're not going to necessarily get the the most out of your sessions <clears throat> brad um what a, i'm gonna ask you the kind of same kind of question see if you've got something something anything different there what's some strategies that people can use to try and fall in love with the process. Um, maybe they're an athlete who's training towards a specific competition goal. Maybe they're someone who wants to lose weight, get healthier, whatever the goal is. What's some strategies they can put in place that will help them fall in love with the process? So obviously you've been reading Atomic Habits. Um, what, what, what's, some, what's some actionable stuff that, that maybe people can use there? Yeah, it's a, it's, I guess it's a tricky one to define how someone can, um, you know, I guess fall in love with the process. Um, obviously, and, and I think a big um, and important point to be made at the start is probably it, it takes it does take time to get to that point. Um, so you can't expect to come in and um, you know, start working on a, a certain pursuit. Or, you know, the first time you walk into a gym and work out, um, you know, for most people, it's, it's probably not going to feel great. Um, you, you're probably going to have a little a level of muscle soreness. It's not necessarily something you're going to enjoy straight away. Um, but again, if you compare that to, you know, someone drinking coffee for the first time, a lot of people taste coffee when they're um, in their teens and they absolutely hate it. <laughs> but the more they drink it, the more they, you know, acquire that particular taste, um, the more that they um, learn to love it and the more they learn to enjoy it. Um, so I think it's probably initially sticking it out, um, taking the time and understanding that you're not just going to, to fall in love with it. You know, it's not necessarily going to be something that you're going to enjoy from day one. Um, 
but stay with it, stick with it, um, remind yourself of why you're doing it, um, and also, you know, as you're going along, check in with yourself, and because you're going to start to feel better. Yeah, the more you start to train, and you more the more that you start to implement some of these healthier habits or habits that are taking you towards your goal, the better you're going to feel. So it's reminding yourself of how you feel in those moments, um, and, and and that's probably a a way of um, you know helping to fall in love with that that process as you go. One thing I'm going to add on there as well is accountability. Um, so accountability can be a very useful strategy especially when you're starting out on a new habit, right? So having um, a gym partner can be a really effective way of building it. You're making a commitment to someone else that you're going to be there at a certain time to go. The other alternative to a gym partner is a coach. Um, As you probably know by now, we're we're really a coaching gym. So this is what, Carly, Brad, and, and Jesse do a lot is be part of that accountability is that you're paying someone to be there to be with you and, and obviously coach you, but you're making that commitment to yourself. It's not something that you can just go, oh, I can't be bothered because there's someone else on the other end who's there for you. They're there to support you. They're there to get you through. And that's really where um, what we're doing with personal coaching but also the small group coaching becomes even more powerful to work with a coach multiple times a week with the same few people every week. Like there's a huge um, advantage in the accountability process that, to create those habits that can help um, get the success that, that they're trying for. Um, Carly, have you got anything else to add to, to the goal setting or any thoughts around things that people can do to set better goals or work towards them, strategies to finish up? Um, oh, not really. Um, <laughs> when Brad was talking about feedback, I think it was Brad, it wasn't you, um, talking about feedback, um, just, yeah, stuff like for weight loss, obviously a lot of people use the scales and things like that. Um, progress photos, I think, um, are so much more valuable um, than just checking your scales um, and taking that weight. Um, just a little personal thing. I've been downloading a heap of um, photos of the kids off my phone and just, you know, in that I've been looking through a few old lifting videos um, from prior to us having lift three. Uh, in that time, my weight's kind of gone up and down a little bit, but it's been pretty steady. I haven't had any huge surpluses, huge deficits, Um just been plugging away at, you know, lifting heavier and, and getting better in my movement patterns. Um, I have noticed just from looking at videos, um, you know, from a couple of years ago, just how my body composition has changed. Um, might not actually be something to somebody else watching the videos, but I can see in me just where I carry my weight and things like that, the changes have been actually quite significant. And they have never been a huge goal of mine. Um, so just, you know, it's – and it's something that I'm still very, you know, at that time as well, I, I was happy with how I looked and I'm still, you know, happy with how I look. But just those little things that, you know, videos that I wasn't even taking specifically for, um, you know, accountability of how I looked, 
I can see just from, yeah, watching old lifting videos that that change. And, you know, I was like, well, that's, you know, that's an awesome um, extra little thing. So just take take some uh, videos or, or photos of yourself. No one has to see them. They can just be for you. You don't have to, you know, post them on Instagram or anything like that. But it is just such a, a better unit of measurement, you know, that and how your clothes fit and things like that. If it's a weight loss goal, just keep that in mind because, you know, changes are small but in two years time they can be huge yeah i mean i i use instagram for my accountability like no one actually watches or gives a crap about my videos not even me (laughs) (laughs) especially not brett (laughs) Uh, but i i use i use it as a way of seeing that training history so i can go back at videos of me two three four years ago and be like think back then I was you know thought I was doing all right and look at now and go holy crap that was terrible look how far I've come so those those progress picks and and the the, that progress of your numbers or whatever can really keep you going as well and you seem to go and like feel like I'm not getting away and you go well hang on I'm repping a weight that three years ago I couldn't even get off the floor so Mm it's uh can be good progress Brad what about you mate yeah, I guess another point that I was going to chime in there as we were talking and again, um, taking Carly's uh, Debbie Downer um, <laughs> mantle off her. Just, and it's probably more for the, the athletic side of the um, population. And it's something that I see a lot with, with youth athletes that set these quite lofty goals. And, and often when we set goals, we're, we're, off, we're thinking about the positive side of the goal, right? So it's... Um, all the benefits that I'm going to see when I achieve this goal. So it might be to represent my country playing football, for instance. So I'm seeing, you know, the big crowds, I'm seeing the contracts, I'm seeing the money, I'm seeing the fame, all this sort of stuff. Um, I guess what people don't go through, and an important thing I think in setting the goal and working with someone is to actually identify maybe some of the drawbacks of setting that goal. Um, so again, the old saying goes, right, everyone wants to be a professional athlete until they have to do what a professional athlete does. Um, and it's, a, it's coming from the concept of everyone has these goals and these ambitions, but do they actually know what that looks like? And do they actually know some of the, the sacrifices and some of the negatives to that goal? Like if you, want to, if you want to represent your country playing a sport, somewhere along the line, you're probably going to have to do things that you don't necessarily want to do. Um, you're going to have to make sacrifices, whether that's in your personal life, family life, whatever that might be. I think it's really important initially when setting out towards that goal you need to understand those things Um, because i think too many people just set the goal and see the positives without actually seeing the flip side of that it's probably less um less speaking to gen pop but more these you know athletic populations that have these um really defined high performance goals um there's going to be some sacrifices that have to be made along the way yeah oh 100 i mean if we look at probably the the highest level athlete in in at lift three is Isabel right who plays for the Gillaroos. I remember in January before COVID happened, she got married on the Saturday, and on the Monday she was back in the gym. Yeah, like people <laughs> people want to be the next Messi or Ronaldo or anything like that, but they don't realise just how much work and sacrifice. I remember seeing a story. Now I'm showing my age on Ryan Giggs, yeah. um, who played what up until 
40? Yeah, he played a long time, yeah. And just the level of recovery and effort he had to go to. I mean, Tom Brady's probably the greatest of all time in the NFL for as a quarterback playing in his 40s. And he spends $1.5 million on on strength and conditioning <laughs> and nutrition every year. Yeah. Like $1.5 million. And that's not saying that he's spending the money and the work's done for him. That's $1.5 million to get the right people around him, to give him the support, and then for him to have to do the work. So it's uh, you're right. It's a, it's a big commit when 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 you want to get there. Um, oh, there was something I was about to say. Then it's just gone. Um, no, that you're right. It's, it, there's got to be some understanding of the sacrifice involved, and, and it goes back to then what's what's the why? Why are you doing this? And it might be a case with some people. You know, it might be sitting down and all right. This is. You know, this is the goal that you've set. It's a pretty lofty goal, and this is what's going to be required for you to achieve that. Um, and sometimes that might be another conversation. Okay, well, that's no longer the goal, um, <laughs> and that's perfectly okay as well. Um, but I think if that if that's not kind of the conversation that's had initially, um, yeah. I think you know that can just descend, that can lead to disappointment and um, a lot of pain further down the line. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean. How many people make it to the NFL or the NRL each year? Yeah, compared to the people who play. Absolutely. But then, yeah, and it's and it's interesting to see the the people who get there, and this isn't something I'm actually normally subscribed to, but the people who do get there are almost a different breed. Yeah. Um. So if we look at um, young bloke Riley, who's recently joined us kids 18 and he is putting in so much work ticking every box along the way to get where he wants to get to yeah the amount of 18 year olds i know who do that work non-existent yeah so and even in doing that work like even that is not the um not a guarantee of success that's the that's the other thing in elite sport that's the you know it's it's uh yeah there's very few that come out on top yeah, but I think I think those the, the the beauty of the gym for me is that there's so many lessons to be had with the barbell in your hand, and those lessons can be carried on into the rest of your life. So, learning how to do something that and some people might not enjoy the gym. That's okay. Like I love it, I, I really do. Yeah. But there's other people who don't. They go, why would I want to do that? But then learning that discipline of getting off your ass and doing it, when you get the boring, menial jobs in your day job, in your day job, you get have the discipline to do it there. You've got the discipline to keep show your kids how you can do things and all that kind of stuff. It, it, it does carry on through, right? Yeah. So it's pretty important. All right, well... I think we might call it there. I think there's a few some good strategies in there. So setting realistic goals, being self-aware, um, putting strategies behind the goals, creating some accountability, feedback, so feedback loops. Important. I think there's some decent ideas there for people to kind of get to grips with. Um, if whether you're a Lift Three member or not, 
and you and if you want to have a sit down with one of the coaches, have a coffee or or a water or a soft beverage of your choice, um, and and have a chat about what it is you want to do, but not just that, but why um, you want to do it and why it means so much to you. Uh, that's what we're here for. That's what we. <laughs> that's why we're here. That's we're here to help people achieve those goals, not just setting the dreams and putting them up on the board as much fun as it is. What I want to do is I want to see um, people wiping their goals off the board because they've achieved them and setting a new one. That's really what, what we want to achieve. So, All right. Well, next week I think we're going to do something a bit different. I think we're going to do one on on why be strong, but let's let's see how we go. If you've got any questions or you want to have a chat with us, um, send us a message uh, and we'll do our best to get back to you and, and help you as best we can. Um, have a good week. Yeah, have a good one, guys. Bye.